Industry Under Pressure. Innovation in its finest hour. This is the Oil and Gas Technology Podcast, where sharp minds reveal the brilliance and sheer determination turning great ideas into new realities. Hear about how it happens in real life with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. The views of the host are expressly his own and should not be construed as the views of any other corporation, consortium, governing body, or interplanetary federation. All right. All right, folks. Let me get situated here. All right. This goes over here. This goes over here. All right. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit unusual today. Uh, well, un- unusual, uh, but not unique, um, because uh, we, those of you longtime faithful listeners uh, know that uh, from time to time we do uh, a live podcast recording. So I don't mean live um, as in like a live stream or, you know, like a, um, you know, live radio program. It's not, you're not listening as it's happening. It's still pre-recorded because we always, because we want to make sure that we did a good job. And we did in this case, but these live podcasts are usually in front of some sort of an audience. um, And, uh, you know, it it would be like at a conference uh, or some sort of special event, you know, like somebody's having a party and all the other entertainment options were not available, and so they called us. But uh, in this case, um, it's uh, the uh, the uh, event was a special product uh, unveiling a launch of a brand new product, and uh, and it's not. Um, and one reason why I love this episode is because you know you've heard me say this before, where. Uh, this industry has been in the business of technology for a long time. I have a I have a clever little a little catchphrase that I won't say until the end of the show. But um, uh, but and technology isn't always in in oil and gas. Uh, you know we get very preoccupied with you know what we now call the digital technology, the computing stuff. Um, but there's other kinds of technology, and there always has been. And and this time we get to talk about the uh, uh, some technology that you know is really. Um, the operational stuff that makes the business work. And there are some guys that have uh, have invented something that is phenomenal, frankly. And so where are we where where is this happening? Well, it's already happened. and uh, it was we were we spent a few days earlier this week out in beautiful Midland, Texas, uh, which, uh, those of you who have never been to West Texas, uh, you, you should absolutely, everybody needs to go to West Texas at least one time and maybe more than that. So we were in Midland with this company and, um, at this special launch event. And, uh, we, and I, I did a podcast with the, the two founders of the company. And so you're going to hear all about that. You're going to hear their story and everything. Um, but the, you know, the interesting thing is the, the company is called Catalyst Energy Services and, and they've been around for three plus years. They have uh, they, they've created something that's going to have an amazing impact on the industry. And you've probably never heard of them, and that's because they've been kind of uh, working in the background. They've had some excellent funding. They have had an excellent team, and uh, they were just quietly working away on this thing until it was ready to bring it. Uh, out to the world. And so that is what they have done as of a few days ago. And that's what this episode is about. So, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm OGG and welcome to Bobby Chapman and Seth Moore. (music) 
All right, folks, we are here on location at the Petroleum Club in beautiful downtown Midland, Texas. Uh, I, I know I'm in Midland uh, and not Houston because my skin is already starting to crackle and peel and uh, trying to find enough lotion to put on. But we are here at the Petroleum Club and we do have, uh, so, this, so those of you faithful listeners following along at home know that occasionally we do these uh, live uh, episodes and so we are here and we got uh, what is sort of what we used to call a, uh, a live studio audience. They are also eating lunch. Um, and those of us who are uh, in the podcast, uh, who I'm going to introduce in just a second, are not having lunch yet. And that's part of the whole way that they're going to make sure that we don't um, eat, talk too long because we have to wait while everybody else is, is eating. So um, there might be a little bit of noise in the background, which is fine. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, I need to thank some people. Um, so thanks to uh, so thanks to all of you for being here. It, uh, if you weren't here, then this would be a lot less interesting. Um, also, thanks to uh, everybody at the Petroleum Club and the, the staff here. We've been here for a couple of hours, and they're killing it, doing all kinds of great stuff. Um, and uh, let's see who else. Uh, oh, the, and we got the OGGN crew here. Uh, so we've got, so, so Mark LaCour is, of course, here. We bring him along for... Uh, for a celebrity factor, and uh, and we've got Trey Stanley uh, on the camera, and uh, and Trevor's over there on the sound. So these are all the people that typically are part of making all this stuff uh, so great. And so there, so we, so we got the crew here. I think that's it. Did I leave everybody out? That's good. Oh, and thanks to our host. Uh, so the host of this event, Catalyst Energy Services, uh, who put this all together, and also happens to be our guest for this particular episode. So I'm here with uh, with Seth Moore and Bobby. I already forgot your last name, Chapman. Chapman. And Bobby Chapman. You two guys started the company. Um, we've already had a little bit of the event here where you talked a little bit about it, but now we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit more. Uh, first, though, a little bit about. You too. I know, so you guys have both been, you don't look like it, but you've both been in the industry for many decades. And, uh, and you both have worked for companies, uh, some of those companies that are household names, at yes. least household names for those of us in oil and gas, right? Right. Companies like Halliburton and Weatherford and Key Energy. Yes. Um, you both have like lots of great stories to tell. So let's just, we'll just do a little bit. Uh, um, Seth, I'll start with you. And I know, uh, let's see, what do I know about you? I, it, so you're from Louisiana originally, right? Yes. But well, you're living out here in, in, in Midland. I'm, I'm out here. Now. Been here for eight years. Right. So, um, and I know, let's see, well, what else? What else uh, is, is part of your, uh, and you and I got to, so I know you a little bit better because we got to have coffee a couple of weeks right. ago. I, I think um, a career that's spanned a long time. Um, got to do a lot of very interesting things uh, throughout it. Uh, worked on some, some, some good teams, on some great projects with customers where we looked for ways to, 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 to solve problems. Um, I think that, that has driven me to... to, to, to associate with like-minded people that yeah, like yeah. To, to look for ways to to innovate and how do you go about um, creating something that's truly different um, that that bought that brought uh, Bobby and I kind of back together we'd worked together years ago and we took a you know our careers took a little bit of different path like this like this industry often does you know yeah, sure um, and uh, you know when the call came in from Bobby to, to uh, I've got an idea let's let's talk about this um, I jumped at the opportunity to, to do something that's truly, we think, is innovative and, and you hear people talk about changing the industry or uh, 
I think that may get overused some yeah, somewhat, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, I think in the in the space with which we play, we truly have the ability to do that. I'm excited about that. It is great, and I did a little bit of homework on what you guys have been doing, so I'm a little bit, and I, it, it is exciting. Um, there's a couple of other interesting things about you, though, too. Like um, um, I think I forgot to mention you're a petroleum engineer originally, right? And, petroleum services, yes. So yeah. yeah. Um, but you have lived in a few different places, if I'm not. Yeah, I, um, is this I, is this because they kept chasing you out of all <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's right. With the, the you know locals behind them, behind me with pitchforks. No, I uh, yeah, you know the the Middle East, um, the Far East, yeah. uh, India, um, Indonesia, Malaysia, uh, Russia, Japan, um, a lot so, of. A lot of uh, great in, in 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 this great country, um, yeah. Denver and Houston, Louisiana, and New that's Orleans, like a country, and, kinda, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I've been blessed to get to really experience a lot of the geography uh, of, of our <laughs> industry. You know, right, a lot of the right. great basins within our industry, um, while doing something that I, I love to do. So, you, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. Very fortunate. It's uh, actually blessed. In, the, blessed. in this industry, there's a lot of people who have similar stories about living in all, all, right. all these other places. Okay, all right, enough about you. Sure. So, um, so Bobby, yes. um, so I had, you and I really didn't get to, to hang out earlier. So I, and it also appears that you're sort of a mysterious figure. Like nobody really, <laughs> no, nobody really. No, I was trying to do a little homework, like in advance, you know. And and uh, I did. There's a couple of things. I know, and you're also a petroleum engineer, and you worked with some of those uh, same companies. I don't know if you've globe trotted quite as as much as, uh, as much as much as Seth has. But um, now I was told that I may or may not want to bring up LSU. <laughs> so I, I that uh, but it's a yeah. 2019 would have been a good year to mention to mention LSU. LSU yeah, <laughs> not the past two years. Yeah, but you are a big fan. So I am. so you are and Had season tickets for 50 years. 50 years. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. That's a long time. All right. And um, um, anyway, so what else? Uh, what else about your uh, your story that's that's interesting? Yeah. So like Seth, I was born early years in Louisiana. So uh, we were actually born and raised not too far apart in kind of north central Louisiana, hence why I went to LSU. Uh, you know, as they say, I, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here yeah, as fast as I like could. It, yeah. So I've uh, yeah. been living in Texas uh, for most of my, my life now. Uh, got out of LSU, went to work for a, a very large uh, integrated uh, services company yeah and actually learned learned the business there eternally grateful uh, for those guys for teaching us the ropes and sure. and the right way to do things actually yeah yeah so good did you now did you two work together when you were there okay so so you so you've known each other for a long time because because you mentioned um, Seth you mentioned that when the call came from from Bobby which sounded a little bit dramatic when you said it so when the call came I answered the call so so let's uh, and since your founder is usually the uh, a, a why and how do we start the company is which you got into a little bit earlier but but that usually comes into the story of your life so so what was that what what what, what instigated all of that that dramatic call that uh, that you got well Michael when I left Halliburton uh, I guess I proceeded to breaking out a little bit from what I was at Halliburton and and really started an entrepreneurial uh, career starting uh, companies and, and basically uh, 
selling those. Uh, and I've done, I think this is my fourth industry startup. Helped Weatherford start their, their business. Uh, I was actually uh, involved with a company who we were starting a fracturing services company in Argentina. Oh. Uh, which can be a very frustrating place to, <laughs> I, to do business. Yeah, sure. And uh, really the, the U.S. market in 2018, uh, 17 and 18 was beginning to rebound. So really uh, kind of planted the seed, started generating the idea of maybe there was an opportunity to do something different in the U.S. Uh, a lot of legacy competitors here that had uh, older equipment and uh, thought there was an opportunity to do something somewhat different starting with a blank piece of paper just how, how would I do this if I if you wanted had, to start yeah. over sure so so what did that so Seth what did you hear um, in so the call came like what what what, what, what was it that got y'all excited you know the exciting part was doing something a high level that really had not been successfully done before so it was a challenge right okay there was some obvious benefits if you could pull it off and um, so that was a, a, yeah. a okay. exciting part of it but um, I, I think the the thing for me I was kind of Getting, getting along in my career and years, and it's like, yeah. maybe here's an opportunity to do something in the, the latter stages of my career that could have a very long-lasting uh, uh, long effect on the industry. And of course, Bobby, a ton of respect for Bobby from, from, uh, from way back. So he and I to be able to partner together, that was, sure. just, that was sure. exciting. So it's an interesting thing, right? Because, um, I mean, you guys essentially have a, a startup that started about three, three years ago, something like that. You said, um, you, you weren't, uh, so you were well into your careers at that point, right? You didn't, you didn't have to. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've, I've done that startup thing before. It is not for the faint of heart, right? No. And it's not for somebody who says, you know, I've, I've kind of been working a long time, and maybe I don't want to work so much anymore. And um, um, and so and so you weren't, and you weren't some like young people in the industry who said, we got this great idea, it's going to change everything, and we're going to get rich, right? So so there's a mission here that really has something that's not the usual kind of what's in the crosshairs for people that have a startup. So, um, and that's the part of the story that I think is interesting um, because it's something that hasn't been done before, but, um, but it, it, it's, it's, it's doing something for the industry that I think is great. So let's, maybe we could, just a little bit of like history of um, historically in fracking, what, what's the, what was the, I mean, there's lots of people that have lots of complaints about fracking, right? But right. but there's but there's something that you guys kind of took aim at. What what was it like before? Like, what have people done up until now that that was the situation that you said we can make that better? Yeah, uh, jump in. Yeah, Just well, uh, you know, the the traditional evolution of the fracturing industry is. Uh, putting a lot of equipment on location. I mean, the process of fracturing involves a lot of, a lot of horsepower, a lot of energy. Uh, it's just a very energy intensive process to, to, to make the process work. Uh, I mean, the natural evolution was with diesel powered equipment. Uh, 
you know, we used to joke you could see a frack fleet uh, from 10 miles away from sure. just the black smoke that was rising off of location. And, uh, you know, it was obvious, obviously a lot of pollution and, and uh, emissions that was going into the air. Right. And, uh, you know, that was the evolution. People are still building and, and, and operating a lot of older uh, high emissions diesel powered equipment. There's a lot of equipment. It's fairly low horsepower per unit. Uh, so, you know, kind of throwing equipment at the, at the problem has been the past solution. Okay. Yeah. That, um, uh, I mean, I feel like this is Midland, so you can see anything from 10 miles away. <laughs> but I think, I think, uh, yeah, and and so, um, so there are things that uh, like. Did anybody along the way? Did anybody say, I, "I wish we could do something"? You know, if only we could do this. If only we could do that. Was there that sort of talk? Uh, you know, sort of leading up to this point. Sure, I, I think so. The the idea of how do you how do you change the formula that's being Used. And as Bobby said, uh, the, as, as frack work, the actual process grew, we just kept, the industry kept throwing more equipment at the problem yeah. and bigger equipment at the problem. And, and, and that took care maybe of what was needed downhole um, in the actual reservoir. But in terms of the topside equipment, uh, what, what creates that that stream of black smoke that I don't know maybe here it's 20 miles maybe yeah but um, but that really did, hadn't changed a whole lot yeah there was some evolving technologies but realistically it hadn't changed you know we were taking an internal combustion engine and and creating yeah, horsepower sure. with it so there really wasn't really a whole lot of change so one thing that did change is all of a sudden some new things became very important right in the, in the industry right all of a sudden uh, there was a lot more emphasis um, on on all the things that kind of fly under the heading of ESG and um, and so what so and, and I know I'm I'm leading the witness a little bit because you told me a little bit of the story when we were uh, when we were having coffee a couple right. weeks ago but all of a sudden the companies it's hard like do I satisfy this set of objectives or do I satisfy that set of objectives yeah so explain that a little bit no, I think that's a good point I mean uh, sometimes the ESG objectives con conflict with economic objectives. sometimes yeah sometimes yeah. And, and a lot of times right uh, so when we started Catalyst, I mean, Seth and I kind of sat down and, you know, my engineering thinking is, uh, let's look at the pluses and minuses of uh, these different processes and let's see what may be the best solution out there. So, you know, that process of checking boxes uh, kind of led us to, to the path that we're on today. Uh, you know, if you look at emissions, if you look at numbers of trucks up and down roads, uh, if you look at safety factors, if you look at, you know, the economics are a, are a huge thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking at all those things, we we think we're headed in a direction that can be uh, very unique in what we're doing. Right, right. Um, Michael, ahead, I'll, yeah. I'll say something, you know, kind of a collateral benefit. And, you know, it's funny, you, you, you're, as your children age and they... They start becoming young adults, and um, I can remember we were riding um, in a car one day. My, my, a couple of my children were with me and my wife, and they had a friend with them from Colorado. And the friend looked out, and it was a time when a lot of gas was being flared. And the question was, is 
why are we doing that? Why, why, why yeah. is that just being wasted? Right. And as an adult and someone that spent my life in this industry, you know, it was a, it was kind of, I felt the knot in my throat, right? Because, you know, you look at it and go, maybe there's a better way, but maybe we can do something different. And, and I think that's a benefit to what we're talking about today, right? There's an opportunity to, to maybe not eliminate that, but to reduce it by the degree that we can reduce it. Yeah. And yeah. that's a that's a, an added benefit. So. I, I did I did hear something about you that, that the, the desire to not waste things yes. is kind of built into your into your uh, upbringing. Yeah, my, my I, I come from a from a, a family. Um, my dad had a salvage business, and he of course told us that everything has a value. You don't waste anything, and and. When we look at, at uh, you know the direction that the industry has taken, maybe there's a, maybe there's a way to to, to turn that a little bit different. So right, right, right. Okay, all right. So so the industry had a way of doing things. It involved uh, throwing throwing equipment at, at it. Um, one one very efficient, one very clean. Um, uh, now there's a so and there's and and there's people out there who are saying maybe we could do this differently. On top of that, there's some new industry pressures that are saying you really need to do this differently. And uh, somewhere in the midst of all that, you guys have this idea. And and fast forward to today, and you're unveiling a, a product. So which, by the way, I have to say, um, and and uh, Vortex Prime is. A really cool name. I mean, and I understand there was a little bit of there was a little bit Thank of you. thinking that went into, and it does sound a little bit like a Transformers movie, right? But um, <laughs> but but there was any, and I know, and I've been in this in the position of having to name a product, and it's never a good time. So I think you guys you came out with something good. But but what what so what is it like? What is how does it how what in in terms of this whole um, and we and we're not going to get into like doing an infomercial for the product because but what we want to understand is how. How? What is the potential for change in the industry, and and what are you all bringing to the party in this particular thing that you're so passionate about? So, so you got in there, you did something about it. What does it look like? Go. Uh, so, so taking, um, you know, you're right. This this fast forward right to to now today. Yeah. So from concept today, and it seems like um, that's a quick quick transition. But in reality, there were many, many, many hours spent with a lot of the team that's represented here today and some that aren't um, uh, on in the think tank of solving the problems, right? Because you can have a great idea. That's sure. fine. You can try to, to overcome a problem or a ser series of problems, but you still have to create the, the, the technology to do it. And that was there were challenges. I mean, we were like any innovator, right? When you, you start down that path, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and as you, you come along, you, you, you find those things. We had a great team to help solve that. Uh, so, so the idea was to take a um, kind of an aero-derivative gas turbine, mm -hmm. um, and, which is a high-horsepower engine, and put that in a direct-drive configuration and turn a pump with it. So different maybe than some of the stuff you see where they use those to generate electricity to run a pump. This is a direct drive, so you don't have some of that mechanical loss that you do in some of the other technologies. Um, it had been tried before unsuccessfully, so you know. It, it, we, so why? Why? Because it seems so. 
I mean, I, I, to me, it sounds like what you just said was, we got this thing running over here, and it's creating electricity, and right, and then the toast pops up, and the, the golf ball runs down the thing, and and, right. and then we got, and he said, well, we just take all that out, and we just drive this with that. Right. What? What? Why was that? So I, I I think that some of the challenges had been in how do you control all of that? How do you make that work in a in a way with precision? You know, our, our customers require require us to to be precise in our our pressure and in our sure. rate and bad things happen. Um, so otherwise. yeah, that's right. And yeah. and none of us want that to happen. So how do you create a control that will allow you to do that? And and we took a kind of a a page out of the playbook from our upbringing, which was kind of the big red company. You create within, you build within, and and we've gone down that path where we our our guys and our think think tank um, we, we did that problem solving ourselves we did the the, the manufacturing sure. ourselves uh, here here in the in the in West Texas that was exciting um, and I think that at the end we, we ended up with a better product um, we, we chat, chat back and forth sometimes was that the most expeditious plan I'm not sure uh, <laughs> but but it, it, some of that we you know we, we lived with but sure. Sure. We, we think that at the end of the day, we ended up with a better product, and and, um, and there's a lot of pride in it. So, yeah, and certainly we've considered other options. I mean, the the electric technology that's out there is is interesting. Uh, I think it has some challenges personally, uh, mostly economically. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, we sat down and looked looked at that technology. Uh, you know, I think if from from a technology standpoint, it's it's very doable and it's interesting, but it was tough for us to make uh, make the numbers work. And I'm not sure I could sell my investors on uh, the capital it takes to build an electric fleet. Yeah. For what that electric fleet, uh, what the the profit it produces is uh, is probably not not that attractive today. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Um, and so that's how you get to, you mentioned earlier, I can't remember whether you mentioned here, we, we heard it earlier, but uh, the uh, reduced footprint, right? So much less. And, and it's important for people to understand sometimes that when we talk about, you know, less equipment, fewer pieces of equipment in these environments, these aren't like washing machines, right? Like these are really, these are big things. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, so, you, so, you, so you take all of that out and you have the, anyway, so go ahead. So, so what else does it? I mean, how, you know, to, Michael, to, to really boil it down, we looked at how do you reduce feet on location? How do you reduce tires on location? For those of you in the industry understand pumps and there's plungers in pumps, how do we reduce plungers on location, right? Because yeah, yeah. those are big ticket items for us, right? Right. The, the number of pieces of equipment, the piece, the, the personnel that it takes, um, and, and then just the, the intensity of the pumps. So how do we how do we shrink all that down yet still be able to do the amount of work? That was kind of the challenge. That was a design criteria that we set about to do um, to, to to achieve. And um, we started looking at benefits, talking to customers. They want you know something smaller so they don't have to build such. Disrupt so much of the the space on, in yeah. their in their properties to to prepare for these mega frac fleets that come yeah. in. So that that was one of the benefits. The feet part, I mean, from a safety aspect of being able to 
to um, have less people that are there in harm's way and less pieces of equipment to rig in and, and the speed with which we can move from one spot to the next spot. Those were all drivers. Right, right. And you mentioned that when we were talking yeah. before about being able to, um, yeah, so that gets back to the um, satisfying the ESG objectives, which are obvious and everything that you just said, but also the economic objectives, which would otherwise have to be sacrificed potentially, right? But, sure. but, but you're able to. Um, so, uh, so you had this idea and you had a team who's here. Um, so what, how did they look at you when you said, this is what we want to do, right? Because it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty different, right? You know, I think we got various responses. Uh, <laughs> there were some, obviously, uh, gung-ho to, to jump in and make this work. And yeah. I'm sure there were some that were a little bit skeptical that, yeah. that this was the, the right path. I think we were convinced it was, and, and uh, yeah. we were convinced we could we can make this work. Good, good. So, um, what does? So let's let's. Uh, so this is a little thing I like to do. Like, uh, let's pretend that um, like we wave our magic wands, and suddenly everybody, all the all all the operations that are out there today are are running with Vortex Prime. Apart from making you very happy, like how does that? What 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 happens to the industry if that were to to be the case? And, and you've explained a lot of it to some degree, but but do we like do we win in some new way that we didn't? That, I, I, did we, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. Well, you know, first off, I think we reduce the numbers of trucks on our highways running up and down the road, and yeah. and. Uh, Causing uh, traffic jams and all that, especially yeah. on some of the, of some of the morning, rural roads actually, yeah. that we're on, you know, out in uh, out on location, uh, you know, we go from 20 pumps in a fleet to eight, which significantly reduces truck traffic. Uh, certainly, the number of people, as Seth has mentioned, feed on location uh, from a cost standpoint, safety, safety standpoint. Big, right? uh, I mean, all, all those are, are are clear advantages. The emissions. Uh, from the data that we're looking at uh, compared to a, an older diesel fleet is, uh, I don't know, 25%? Uh, 25% reduced or 25% of the... Of the of 25% of the, probably the original yeah. Uh, yeah. emissions. And we, you know, we try to convert those to CO2 equivalent, which is kind of the, sure. The, sure. the way most people are looking at things. And it's, you know, it's a significant number in just yeah. emissions of, uh, of carbon. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, all those are, are, are clear advantages. Uh, we think we can build the, the capital to build one of these fleets is is well below anything else out there. So that's a significant economic advantage as well. Yeah, fantastic. Burning burning natural gas on a on a well location is a significant cost reduction. It's uh, right. It, it's a big number compared to burning diesel. Right, right, right. Michael, we can burn six to seven tanker loads of diesel a day in normal operations. Yeah. If we can use field gas or, or um, kind of infield gas, we can right. reduce that to almost none. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and, and, and you know, kind of with a technology roadmap to get to zero, right, to where right. we can do power everything with natural gas. Um, that's less, as Bobby said, less. Less trucks moving through cities, through school zones, tearing up roads. 
uh, aside from the emissions, obviously replacing a, 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 a liquid, a gallon of liquid diesel emissions with yeah, with natural gas. There's, you know, there's. I'm not a I'm not a, a, a emissions scientist, but there's a huge yeah, benefit, right? But you, so, yeah. You don't have to be one, I think, to figure that out. Right. Um, I'm glad you mentioned roadmap because I think maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll kind of wrap up, and we are gonna we're gonna take some questions. And there you have it, Bobby Chapman and Seth Moore, founders of Catalyst Energy Services, and the world's very first direct drive natural gas powered uh, frac pump. I think that's the correct terminology. Um, anyway. Uh, it's remarkable, and uh, and I know and I know some of you right now are are saying, but wait, I wanted to hear the questions and the answers, and and I, you know maybe you did. I, I'm going to tell you right now, they were excellent questions. The audience asked excellent questions, but they were really just questions that were very specific to the um, uh, you know kind of to the people in the room and, and some of the discussion that was happening there. So. Uh, so, however, however, if you do have questions, then, you know, of course, um, you know, you always know how to get in touch with me. You can uh, send an email to Michael at OGGN.com and, um, and I'll be, I'll be happy to uh, hook you up with the right folks to get to, to find out more about that. Um, also, you can always send me an email. Uh, well, you can send me an email for, for any reason whatsoever, uh, most especially if you'd like to uh, give me feedback on the show or if you've got ideas for topics that you think would be great uh, or people that you think would be, uh, would be, would be good guests to have. Uh, always looking um, for that. And, and frankly, you know, it's, uh, I could use all the help I could get. So if you have any ideas, send them my way. Also, keep an eye out for what's happening with OGGN uh, because things are happening with OGGN. And uh, the best thing to do is follow us on LinkedIn. And, and, and most likely you won't, miss any, you won't miss anything there. Although sometimes we're so busy, we forget to, to uh, tell everybody everything that's going on. But um, one thing in particular that you want to... Um, uh, look out for is let's see you're going to hear this episode uh, during the week of uh, February 21st well I, you know I, you, you may hear this who knows when you're going to hear it but that, that'll be your first opportunity to hear it um, and if you're a regular listener then you're going to hear this right there in that uh, that last full week of February and and so so the week after that on March 3rd is the debut of the new OGGN unscripted live uh, live stream video, and this will be live, and you will be watching it. Well, if you watch it live, you're, you're going to see it as it's happening. Of course, you might be. Able, you, you can always watch it later if you want, because that's that's the world we live in. You can watch it now. You can watch it later, um, and you don't have to, uh, uh, you know, like break your leg tripping over the furniture running back from the bathroom because the commercial is over. Uh, those of you who remember uh, your siblings saying it's on, and you ran as fast as yeah, you don't have to do that. You watch it now. Watch it later. But it's a live stream. And it's uh, it's unscripted. Uh, that's the title, and that's the spirit of the show. And um, you know, I, I'm not going to say too much, except that we're going to have some. Uh, I've got a. I, I'm I'm a host of the show. I've got a co-host uh, who is uh, Kay Ball, who's been uh, one of our fan favorites. On she's been on numerous episodes, podcast episodes with me. She and I go way back, and we're going to be having very interesting guests come on um, each each month, and. Um, and, you know, it's not going to be real planned out. So we're just going to have to see 
what we end up talking about. But I will tell you that the show opens uh, with, a, with, uh, with, with cocktail time and uh, real live cocktails uh, that are going to be happening on the show. And so, therefore, you might want to uh, do the same yourself and kind of join in the spirit of things, and we'll see how it goes. There's also a ping pong table in the mix. So that's all I'm going to say. And, uh, and it is happening March 3rd. The live stream will be at 3 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. That's, that's that's 1500 for those of you uh, in other languages. And, uh, and it's going to be great. I'm just telling you, it's going to be great. And uh, so you need to, um, you, you can get, follow, follow us on LinkedIn and you'll get all the information that you need to know about how to watch that. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. And um, because if you weren't, then this would just, would, would be, would, it just, it just wouldn't matter. It just wouldn't matter. And, but it does matter. And so uh, thanks to our listeners. Thanks also to the OGGN team for all of the uh, great work that they do. Most especially uh, my audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic. And, and now I will get to that line. And this, and this, this episode is a perfect example of if you, you can look back um, not just at what, what Bobby and Seth talked about today, but all of that is the continuing, it, it, like the legacy of all of that is is innovation that goes all the way back for decades and decades and uh, dare I say a hundred, a century, a century or more of innovation. So anytime you hear somebody saying something about this industry that sounds not like that, that sounds like maybe we're a little old fashioned and we're a little slow and we're not up with the, with the times, that is when you need to explain to them that we were before tech was cool. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com. 